Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall. This is the 440 for Tuesday, October 19th. Today on the show, we address the real issues with SEC officiating. The Vols take their punishment from the league office. The Braves try for a 3-0 lead in the NLCS, but we begin with one of the best football games I have ever seen take place at Nissan Stadium. To those of you who own a home, you have to constantly be thinking about what's the next step. Are you going to do a renovation? Do you need to sell your property? Do you need to change your property? These are all important questions that have major financial ramifications, and you need someone you can trust to help you along the way through this process. And this is where the Kingston Group comes in. BuildKG.com is the website. Have a conversation with a company that has been doing all of those things for Nashvillians for over a decade. They're award-winning for a reason, and they are successful for a reason. This is not just some random group of contractors that's going to come in and fix your house as fast as possible. This is going to be a long, drawn-out process that is thoughtful and calculated on the front end so that there are no surprises. Make sure you have all of the information in front of you. Why would you ever make a decision about your house without all of the information? The Kingston Group are the people to trust. BuildKG.com is the website. Just go have a conversation with them. I promise you, you will know what I'm talking about after one phone call. It was one hell of a game that featured just about everything a football fan could want. Extraordinary talent, extreme physicality, flea flickers, trolling, big plays, massive momentum swings, a Monday night football record seven lead changes, a fourth down goal line stand to win the game, and yet another fourth quarter game winning drive from Ryan Tannehill. The Titans, much like the Vols on Saturday night, played their ass off on Monday night at Nissan Stadium, and despite never once really looking like the better team, found an improbable way to win an incredible football game. After allowing the Bills to go up and down the field for three quarters, somehow the Titans got two critical stops to end the game, and unlike the Vols, Tannehill was able to get his team into the end zone for the 34-31 win. The Red Hot Bills offense was met with very little resistance and was in position to win the game, but Josh Allen slipped on a fourth and inches call and Jeffrey Simmons was there to plant him into the ground and give the Titans the victory formation. Allen had carved up the defense the entire night, completing 35 of 47 passes for 353 yards and three touchdowns. The Titans' secondary was depleted and had no answers basically from the first snap. Buffalo scored on six of their first eight possessions. But Derrick Henry had answers. The big fella not only broke off a 76-yard touchdown run that was literally the fastest any human on a football field has run all season, but helped finish the game with scores on all three of the Titans' second-half possessions, carrying his team to the biggest win of the season. He rushed 20 times for 143 yards and three more touchdowns in what was his fifth straight 100-yard game. The defensive line played admirably as well, not only getting the key stop to end the game, but shutting down the Bills' rushing attack and getting three important sacks on Allen, all without any help at all from any blitz. Danico Autry forced a key interception, Harold Landry had two sacks, and Simmons not only had the goal line stand, but also a huge sack earlier in the fourth quarter, essentially single-handedly ending Buffalo's final two possessions. Are there plenty of things that should cause some alarm for Titans fans? Of course. The injuries are piling up, including along the offensive line where Taylor Lewan was carted off with a scary concussion, in the secondary where Breon Borders was a starting quarter for most of the fourth quarter, and in the receiving core where Julio Jones was noticeably missing on the final few drives and Cam Batson left with a knee injury. There is a lot to dissect this week, a lot to debate, but for now, 
the old Mike Vrabel finding a way to win special by making critical plays in critical situations has this team at 4-2 and two and two games up in the division. And that feels very different than 3-3 three and three to me. Let's try to have the real conversation about SEC officiating, one that all fans across the entire conference should care about. They have a problem and it needs to be fixed. The SEC responded about the Matt Corral fumble and reiterated that they believe that his forward progress was stopped and that the official made the right call. In a vacuum, we can all be outraged and upset about a missed call that would have had a big impact on the game. It doesn't change the outcome directly because it's a counterfactual. No one can prove one way or the other whether or not it does or does not change the outcome of the game. But mistakes happen in sports. It's baked into the process. The issue with the SEC officials is not that they made one mistake in the Tennessee Ole Miss game. It's that it's just the latest one in the long line of unacceptable mistakes made by the conference officials over multiple years. There was a virtually identical call in the Arkansas-Auburn game this weekend that cost the Razorbacks a big possession. Ironically, it's actually the same you know, forward progress while also sort of fumbling call that saved Marcus Mariota and the Titans one time against the Kansas City Chiefs, but let's just forget about that for a second. Both of these high-profile calls come after even worse mistakes this season in the Mississippi State-Memphis game that likely cost the Bulldogs a win, two players on the same team wearing the same jersey at the same time, and then two or three errors in a very high-profile game between Penn State and Auburn that included missing an entire down, an entire down. And let's not, of course, get Arkansas fans too worked up here because the officials totally botched the end of the Auburn game last year, too, and that cost the Razorbacks a win almost directly. Something needs to be done. Give us access to the officials, make their stats public. We know you have them. Hell, at the very least, just own the mistakes that you make, if nothing else. Because the SEC holds itself up as the gold standard of college football conferences, the best of everything, and for the most part, they are. But their officials are not keeping that standard right now. And I don't know what the exact fix will be, but someone in Birmingham needs to stop putting out eye-rolling excuses and start taking accountability for their failures. That said, we do need to stop it with the league officials hate my team trope. That makes no sense on any level. The SEC is more financially viable if Tennessee is good, so stop it. Just imagine what that sort of actual directive would look like in reality. Greg Sankey pulling aside the head of officials privately each week and telling him specifically which teams he wants to win? You really think that actually happens? So let's quit with that nonsense. These are human errors, mistakes, but they're mistakes that have to be avoided and fixed. Are they doing it on purpose because of some backroom conspiracy? No, just put the internet down. So the University of Tennessee was fined $250,000 by the SEC and will require some self-evaluation, let's call it, through either video replay and or alcohol policies or whatever. They have to present a report to the SEC office by the end of the week. Here, here's the deal. Thro throwing stuff on the field is unacceptable. There's not really a thing you can say that justifies it. It was late at night. It was, a, it was Lane Kiffin. The fan base has been pissed off for 15 years. Like, fine, that's all true. It's not an excuse for poor behavior. So you can't do it. Like, let's just be honest. You can't bad officiating, whatever. You, you can't throw things on the field, period. Like, end of discussion. There's not really anything to be added there. $250,000 seems a bit heavy. I, I mean, it's not, it's not a huge deal, but that's because no one got hurt. So again, I think an appropriate amount of reaction from the conference office would be, you know, suitable here, especially considering the conversation we just had with the officials and how they refuse to acknowledge any culpability in their officiating in any game, not just the Tennessee game, but any game. So uh, again, there's no real excuse for throwing things on the field. 
It doesn't matter how much you've had to drink or how many games your team has lost over the years or how much you hate the other guy's head coach. There's no excuse for throwing things on the field. But it's also not the end of the world, so let's not lose our minds. The Atlanta Braves are just two wins away from their first trip to the World Series since 1999. After a thrilling 5-4 win and two-game sweep of the Dodgers in Atlanta over the weekend, the Bravos will try to push the series to the brink of elimination on Tuesday afternoon. Game 3 is set for 4.08 p.m. Central Time, so keep an eye on that strange start time, as former Vanderbilt Commodore great Walker Bueller will be on the mound for the Dodgers trying to save the series. Atlanta will throw 14-game winner Charlie Morton. Game 4 will be Wednesday at 7 p.m. You guys know the drill. Remember the name, The Kingston Group. They bring you this podcast every single morning for free because they are a trustworthy, award-winning, locally-owned company that has been successful for over a decade in Nashville making people happy. If you're going to do a big renovation or make a big decision about your house, just talk to The Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Talk to them first. I promise you it'll be beneficial. Go check them out. Kingston Group. BuildKG.com. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, please share the show. My name is Braden Gall, and this has been the 440 for Tuesday, October 19th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.